0: Welcome to the Beretta Brothers.
1: We're a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode.
0: Just go to BerettaBrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A Brothers.com Please subscribe, rate us And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen. I've got something really cool to show you. So why don't we do...
0: Wait, wait. wait. You want me to listen to something you're
1: going to show me? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I want you to hear and see something very special. But why don't we do the shameless plugs first? Get that out of the way. Okay, I'll go first. Go, go to GeneBeretta.com. Done. <laughs> go to the BerettaBrothers.com. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> All Thanks. right. So this is, the re- this is the coolest thing. We've got a friend of the show uh, who's an artist Uh, Named Jared Butcher. He's the Gold Coast of Australia and uh, you might remember back to our our episode with our um, Muppet fan artists and during the course of that episode I drew I drew uh, this picture here I did a little sketch and we gave it away, right? And the nose was perfect accurate Mm -hmm. so uh, I got a, a message from Jared Butcher, and he said, do you mind if I do something with that? I said, yeah, sure, and he t- I'm leaving that part out. He said, sure, go ahead. And so a couple weeks later, he uh, he sent me a picture of this, which I have since received in the mail. <laughs> hey, yeah. how you doing? Aww. Isn't that the coolest thing? I don't hey, know how to puppeteer him, but. That's look awesome. At that. he, he, I think he did an even better job of capturing you because he brought the lids down a little bit more.
0: Uh, I like the red
1: mustache and the white beard. Yeah, exactly. He got that detail correct. And the nose is accurate. Of course. And then he, he put <laughs> Pepe on the shirt instead of, instead of my character. That's but amazing. Isn't that great? Look at it. It's beautifully amazing. made. He's got the Henson stitch and everything, you know?
0: Wow. I know. Very cool. Know. Thanks. It's so That's cool. awesome. That's yeah, so, so awesome.
1: Look him up. His name is Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D, butcher, B-O-U-T-C-H-E-R. Here's a little comparison for you. Jared the butcher.
0: <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's so great. How nice. What a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, and he sent it to me for free. So nice. He
1: said it's it's yours. So I, I own a drawing that I'm gonna send out to him. And I'm gonna uh that's gonna be Billy Puppet's spot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so very cool. I couldn't wait to show it to you. That's amazing. Thank you, Jared.
0: Yeah. All right, so cool.
1: that's it. We have a, a Muppet fan waiting in the wings. Do you want to introduce him?
0: Yeah, well, more than a Muppet fan. Uh, this is uh, a guy that has had an incredible influence on the gaming world. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to watch. Um, you know, we're going to talk about all kinds of things with him because he started at a very young age with inspirations of doing and being a part of this world that basically Gene and I know nothing about, really. Um, <laughs> but we're going to try to sound
1: intelligent.
0: Yeah, I've. Had the fortunate opportunity to do a couple things with him, uh, with the Game Awards, which he created. Holy mackerel, this is like the biggest ga- awards anywhere in viewership. Um, and he's a journalist. He's he's just in the gaming and the video world, and he's just really smart and really sweet and and a good guy. And so let's just bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Keely. Ta-da. Bravo Hello
2: guys. How you doing Welcome, Welcome to the chair? Well, thank right. you so much for inviting me in. I'm, I'm, I've been such a fan. I've watched a, you know, a few episodes of what you guys have been doing. And when you asked me, Bill, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm so honored. It's like to follow, you know, Bobby and Ricky and I mean, Frank and Dave and everyone. It's, you've had an amazing uh, guest list. So I'm, thank you for asking me on. And,
0: and it continues. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this, I mean, one, my son, you know, Jackson is a huge fan of yours. Like it's, He's it's Reggie guy. and you like, that's the thing. Right? <laughs> so um, he kept saying, you know, why don't you have Jeff on? And then Gene's son, Ben, huge gaming fan, you know, just, we just figured, you know what, this is, we have to do this because there's so many people out there that would love to hear about this obviously because it's such a huge thing in our world and yeah. also to hear i think your story because it's really it's really interesting and i don't i'm sure i don't I mean i don't know how many people or how often you get to do interviews and people know about you maybe in your world but in the muppet world and yeah you know it'd be nice i think to share that if you're
2: okay oh, with I'm it. i'm happy to talk about it and again i'm you know huge fans of you guys and it's been so fun for me to grow up in gaming and see all these worlds come together and, you know, fun to yeah. collaborate with you on a bunch of things over the years. And it's like all my childhood fantasies have somehow like come together <laughs> now and mosh together in these crazy ways. So it's, right. uh, I'm having the time of my life doing this stuff. And, you know, especially in a year where you know, the world has changed so much. Uh yeah. It's it's games, I think, have become even more important to people in, uh, in 2020. So I'm honored to kind of have this opportunity to like celebrate games and bring like hollywood and gaming and music together and that's one of the things i really focus on is like doing you know the crazy unexpected things like you know the thing we did last year with the muppets past two years we had like amazing muppet moments at the show and and you're to thank for for helping make that happen bill so thank
0: you well i i don't know about that but you thought about reaching out and that's we connected and you know, I don't like you that much, but I thought the guy <laughs> needs a little help. Uh, no, no. But, but He did it for I, your son. He, he really had to sell yes, me. Let's not jump too far ahead. Well, that's yeah. true. I did do it for my, that's right. You exactly. did get us some sweet things to go see, and we should talk about that too. But yeah. um, uh, but I thought, one, I'm curious. So you're from Canada, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I hard. grew up in Toronto, Canada. Oh, um, Toronto. And actually, one of the first... Hence, any things I did was as a kid. Um, Fraggle Rock was filmed in Toronto, uh, yeah. and I remember when I was—I don't know—I was probably like five years old or something like that. I got to go to the set of Fraggle Rock. Oh, you do uh, wow. When I was a kid, and they did a thing where this is already a tangent, but yeah, I grew up in Canada, and uh, yeah, they did. They, it was on the set of Fraggle Rock. They filmed at the CBC Studios in Toronto, and I remember one weekend there was a science center called the Ontario science center and there was like a special like Henson exhibit and they did like a performance of Fraggle rock there. And yeah, it was funny. So I was like uh, one of my first memories as a kid was like going to like the set of Fraggle rock and being a part of it. And it's funny now good. that like 20, 30 years later, actually Karen Prell, who was red Fraggle, I yes. know pretty well cause she actually works at a game company and I've done a lot of stuff with her over oh, the years. Wow. So it's funny. Like wow. it's all kind of come together in this crazy way, but yes, I grew up in Toronto <laughs>
1: Did your, did, your
2: parents, did your parents?
0: Your right, parents have
2: connection? Oh, sorry. sorry Gene. I know. I just, just want to say, Karen's amazing. Karen's the best, and she's oh. worked at Valve on. She's an animator on Portal and Left for Dead, and I just worked with her on the new Half Life Alex game. And yeah, she's incredible. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah, Gene, my parents were parents are in the film business um, and did uh, or do still do IMAX stuff. that um, Was you know founded in Toronto, so yeah, they're sort of in the production world, and I. Yeah, I think somehow I got, like, through some connection, I got to go down and, you know, sort of see the set, and I, I, do, I sort of just remember being there and just being fascinated about sort of how this stuff was filmed, right? And that mm. was just, like, the, the amazing aspect of it all. And, yeah, it just happened to be they were – I don't know why they – you may know – why they did Fraggle Rock in Toronto, but that did they do other Muppet stuff up there? Or that was just
0: oh sure they did. Really? Uh, oh yeah, Santa Claus Switch I think was done there. Huh. Jim, Jim had a relationship with, I guess I, I'm not sure exactly who, but yes, yeah. several things over the years. I even did uh,
2: brass of the Lost Nebula
0: Nebula that was yeah. done there.
2: Oh, I had no idea. Okay.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Love Toronto, such a great city. A lot of nice Italians.
2: Today. <laughs> There Yeah, and yeah, I was, uh, growing up, it was like, you know, everyone just played games on their computers and it was just like, you know, like the internet was, I think, and I don't know if this is actually factually true, but like it felt like the internet was like early up in Canada and it's mm. like everyone's connected and it was just like when I was a kid, my life was sort of like games, I loved movies, music, and yeah, just like, you know, love the all the henson stuff, and yeah, that Fraggle Rock thing was, like, a formative thing that was part of my life, and then, you know, never thought it would ever d- connect back in any way, and then here we are, so That's it's, so uh yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Well,
0: look, can I ask you something? So, yeah. I mean, your dad was more, I mean, your dad just wasn't involved in IMAX. He was, cons- he, I mean, your dad was almost like, is
2: IMAX, isn't he? Well, there are a lot of people in the early days of IMAX that were involved in it, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, a, a five, six people founded it, um, in Canada. And yeah, he was one of the first filmmakers, uh, that made films for it, uh, in the 1970s. Uh, like when I was six months old, uh, my mother flew with me to Hawaii when he was doing a, a movie called, uh, nomads, of the deep about the whales. And yeah, he was, uh, like, I think the third IMAX film he produced or directed. And yeah, so he was a filmmaker and then moved into kind of the post-production aspect of it. And even now still works with, um, just finished up uh tenet with chris nolan and stuff like that oh, wow. so, yeah oh, the, yeah still very active in kind of the the movie world but when i was a kid you know i never really dreamed of like going to the movies it was like games i just as a young age i just got connected with this world of interactivity and playing on my nintendo and all these other things and i always kind of saw this as like the next thing. And it was just like a natural thing. It wasn't something where it was calculated. It was just like, ah, these games are so immersive and right. rich. And I remember like, even as a kid, one of the first games I played and loved was a game based on Willow that, you know, um, Lucas film was doing. Cause George Lucas had a really early interest in sort of gaming and computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had built this company named Lucas arts that was inside of Lucasfilm. film. Um, so that was one of the first games I played, which was Willow. So that was a connection. And oh, it was, wow yeah i just again it's funny how these things all kind of so you,
0: yeah did you have a lot of like so so i mean having a having parents that were in the entertainment world yeah. and did you so so computers and like did you guys have like all the new cool stuff growing up like i was saying to gene when we were kids our uncle yeah. uh and 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 our well they're they're like our brothers and sisters but they're like very close friends of the family they always had the cool stuff, right? They always got yep. the, the Pong. So we went, we'd go play Pong. Or, you know, they were always like ahead. Of, were you in that kind of household where you had all the new cool stuff? Yeah, and-
2: my, my parents were, my mother especially was like very computer forward. Like I remember going to have like typing lessons when I was like a kid to like, you know, go to some lady's house, like computer lessons almost, right? And it was like learning yeah. how to do a, a computer. And my mom was doing a lot of kind of, Book work for IMAX, like on you know, counting software and computers. So I was around them, and yeah, I, I my my brother and I would often play computer games. Um, and yeah, they, my parents were like very supportive of like having technology around us, right? When I was young, right. and I think that definitely helped out. And you know, would buy me the game consoles when I wanted them and things like that. Right. They were expensive right. in Canada, uh, so yeah, I definitely like had technology around me, and that you know certainly was yeah w- what what helped me. Build my career because I've you know I've never really had a job in my life really like I started writing about games when I was 13 years old and that was all just like you know Cameron Crow like almost famous story I was kind of like just like writing about games at home on my computer uh, and it's just like all snowballed from there and that's what oh, I've done for my entire you, life.
0: Well, oh, you say it just snowballed. So, like, how? Like, what did you do? You took the initiative to just you thought I want to write about this game and I want to post it. Like it was that,
2: yeah. It was, uh, I mean, to summarize it, I I love the adventure like,
0: what did you say, 13, 14?
2: Yeah, 13. Yeah, I was so I loved, loved playing computer games. There's a company named Sierra Online that did games, they were called like King's Quest and Space Quest and Leisure Suit Larry, and there were these sort of like story based games. <laughs> and uh i was yeah i shouldn't be playing Leisure to larry but i was 13 years old and i still <laughs> figured out a way to do it um but i wrote them a letter in the mail and said i i love your games i'm curious how you make them and you know you never expect ever to hear back but mm-hmm. then one day i got a letter back from them in the mail like you know showed up in the you know in the mailbox i opened it up and they're like hey jeff thanks for your letter uh you know we we love your enthusiasm for our games do you want to help us beta test some of our upcoming games uh, and become a volunteer tester of like early pre release versions. So, of course, you know, you're like, amazing, I'm in, I'm in, you know, sixth grade or something. Right. Uh, so then I started getting early versions of those games. And then because I was able to play them early, I was on the like CompuServe and Prodigy and some of the early uh, internet, you know, pre, pre uh, you know, World Wide Web stuff. So I would be able to post these hints and tips for the games for people when they played them because I had already, you know, kind of had advanced versions of them. So I did that, and then one day, an editor of a magazine started reading all my stuff on this internet, and it's like that old new yorker cartoon where you see a dog and the tagline is like on the internet no one knows you're a dog um and the (laughs) idea is that on the internet no one knew i was a 13 year old kid so just reading this stuff saying wow this guy really seems to know a lot about games maybe he'd like to write for our magazine so do you want to write about games and yeah and then it's sort of just built from there and I, i did that all through high school i came down to LA, uh, to go to USC, uh, and all through college, like I did the same thing. I was just like writing about video games, um, for you know, originally gaming magazines, and then it grew to entertainment magazine, where I wrote like all the gaming stuff for for eight or nine years there. Uh, But yeah, that was my background very much as like a behind the scenes journalist, not an on camera person at all.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, how did you graduate over then? What was your first job in front of a camera? yeah, yeah as, a, as a
2: host
0: what did you how it did you started
2: transition? um there's a canadian tv show about video games called electric playground in the the late 90s and one day ask future. what that
0: was i love that title Electric yeah, yeah. Playground.
2: that was the, and it's still i think still around they still have a youtube channel and the guy that that uh, created that victor lucas asked me one day at a press event he's like hey you know you seem you seem pretty good at this stuff um you know, would you ever think about going on camera? And I was like, no, I hadn't thought of. And and he said, let's put you on camera. And then I just started doing interviews with, with game creators. And then that led to, there was a network called G four that um, got birthed here in the States and tech TV. So I started then being asked to do things there. And then after two, two years there uh, MTV, and uh, Spike TV came to me and said, hey, we love what you're doing on G4. We want to do more stuff here at Viacom with games. So then that turned into that. And I did that for about a decade. So, yeah, I've been, like, extraordinarily lucky that.
0: And you're still only 14.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get some gray hair. I don't know if I can still tell that. But, yeah, it's uh, I am. I, um, yeah, but, like, how old were you
0: when you were, like, the host doing these Spike TV Special, I was right it? out
2: of college, I think. So it was probably like right. early 20s. Um, yeah. yeah, I started like, yeah, it was like early 2000s. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, I always say to people that I've kind of grown up with the gaming industry. And you know, when I just needed it to be better than a summer job in high school, I could make a couple hundred bucks writing a review of a game. And that was like, incredible. And then after college, I'm like, well, I actually kind of figure out is this my career or not? I was going to go to law school. Like, I I was sort of like, ah, the gaming thing was fun. Now I figure out my career, what my career is, and it just started to grow and grow and grow. And yeah, now I'm honored to do what I do in the gaming industry. Like, it just—it's never been boring because games are at this cool intersection of technology and entertainment and they always get better right there's always like something new happening the graphics are better or there's a new system yeah. so you, i'm just like constantly excited about where games are going so I've, yeah i've never really never really slowed down right do, right. do
1: you know what i have you're making me think about um now that you're older
2: yeah. are you do up different really types old. of
1: yeah now that you're a hey, really old counting your years as blessings um <laughs> Do, are there games that appeal to you more at an older age? Do you think games are kind of a yeah. generational divide or, you know, people our age are looking at more story-based maybe versus mm-hmm. shooters or things like that?
2: No, I think it's a great, um, it's a great point, Gene. Like I, it, as I get older, even like I used to play a lot of really competitive games and multiplayer games. Like my, my brother was a big Madden player and I would play a lot, you know, the Call of Duties and the action games, uh, and, and now I, I just love story games. Like it's it, the, sure you want some challenge, but you just want to, you know, you want a world that you can manipulate and be a part of and interact with, but you don't necessarily want to be like brutally challenged, right. Where it's like game over constantly and game over. And I think I just love the worlds now. Um, and I think, yeah, there's, there's, you know, they're different games for different people. And, and a lot of my friends that, you know, played games in college, you know, life gets in the way, right? It's like, you know, you get married, have some kids, you don't have the, you know, job, you just don't have the time to play games anymore. And I think, I think a lot about that, like how you lose people that, you know, it's like, oh, games were fun. I did those 20 years ago. And now, you know, here are people, you know, in their 30s, 40s that like still play games and love to interact with them, but they might play on their phone or they might right. you know, play with their kids, right? It's like play Fortnite with their kids. And that's another way to connect into it. So yeah, I think like the, the definition of a game. Uh, is super broad now, right? You have like the very hardcore esports games. And then you have fun little things on your phone that are still games, but it's like very different than the next Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. And and my hope is that people graduate from one game to the next and don't ever leave it behind because there is still a generational divide uh, of of people that, you know, don't play games. I mean, when I was a kid, I was always would say like, I can't wait until the day that the president of the united states has you know a playstation in the oval office or something <laughs> probably not happening right now but you know right, maybe yeah. down the road
0: so do you do you think so with that idea right so there's different age groups there's different yeah. types, styles of games is that what kind of sparked the idea of a game awards because awards shows are about yeah. different genres and mm-hmm. right and styles How, where did the where did the spark of we should be doing the oscars Come from.
2: Yeah. You know, it started when, I, again, I was a young kid in, I don't know, I was probably 14 or 15 in 1994. I got to work on the first ever video game award show, which was called Cybermania 94. And it was hosted by Leslie Nielsen uh, oh. and Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement and <laughs> uh, live from Universal Studios, Hollywood. And they brought me in because they had read some of my work and said, hey, we need someone here to help us write the write the show, because all the writers had no idea about gaming. So I I wrote all the narration that William Shatner read throughout the show describing all these different oh, games, wow. and I got to come down to the show. It just happened to be produced by a production company in Toronto, of all places. Did, did um, you write
1: it with the same rhythms? Yeah. The men. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, oh, I, you can actually watch it on YouTube, and it's hilarious to hear William <laughs> Shatner... Read like a description of doom. It's like you're in the haunted corridor, and it's like it's (laughs) it's, it was it was trippy. And I again, like as a kid, you're like, wow, this is insane. But I got to come down to that ceremony, and like it was insane. Like see celebrities celebrating this industry, and my my dad came down with me, obviously because I was a kid, and it was it was so powerful to feel like the energy in this room of gaming is this next thing. So I always carried that forward in my head of like, wow, I, I think there needs to be, as you said, Bill, like an Oscars for gaming. What is the equivalent of that? Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents are both members of the Academy for, you know, the Oscars. So was always sort of thinking about that for gaming and there was no equivalent of that. So yeah, I, like I worked on a bunch of award shows for games on television at G4 and at at Spike. There was something called the Video Game Awards. Uh, So I kind of learned the world of award shows for many years on cable TV. Mm -hmm. And then in 2014, with the rise of like Twitch and YouTube, I started saying, well, you know, maybe TV isn't what this is all about. It's like, you know, streaming so is so the future smart. of this. So I'm like, let's build our own thing. And I kind of rolled up all the money I had made over the years. Um, you know, you instead get it of yourself.
0: You produced it yourself, right? You put yeah, yeah I asked
2: myself and just sort of said like, "Hey, instead of buying a house or something, I'm just gonna like, you know, invest in making this award show." And asked all the game companies to support me in it. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm, you know, I own it 100%. It's my show. I host it. I produce it. And wow. it's kind of a kind of a That's crazy. Uh, it, it's it's a it's an incredible opportunity. Um, and I've you know always. When I was growing up, I, you know, always admired like Dick Clark and how he would have his shows and he would host them and put them all together. And that was kind of, you know, what it's, it's so important to me that this industry gets the respect it deserves. Cause I still think in, you know, traditional Hollywood circles, people really don't understand gaming. Right. And like, you know, maybe it's like their kids play or someone else, but it's, you know, for so long, it was like, there was the Oscars and there was the Emmys and. Gaming? Does that even deserve an award show? And you know, my view now is like it should be right alongside of like the Oscars, the Grammys, the Tonys, the Game Awards. And yeah. that was always my hope is we could create something that is at that stature because this industry is just as big as the other ones.
1: Yeah. What so do you think how much do you think game gaming itself has played the role in younger viewers making that big transition from traditional TV viewing? to watching yeah. most of their programming um, on YouTube or other streaming yeah. services?
2: Oh, it's uh, it's totally changed everything. Like the first year we did the Game Awards, you know, I would walk into a room and and talk to people at the show, and they're like, what, this, is, this isn't this on TV? How does that work? <laughs> uh, and then what we started to see was we'd sell these photos on Instagram of kids sitting at home watching the show on their big television. And it's like, well, how are they doing that? It's like, oh, well, because – they're just using their Apple TV or Twitch or whatever. And it's like, it's on their television, but it was just through streaming. And it was this thing, as you said, it's just like a whole different mindset of how people consume this content. And, you know, now it's like we watch Netflix on our TV. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. It's the same content looks the same. And that was this huge shift that meant, Hey, I could actually make the show I want to make and distribute it through these systems versus having to go through like a traditional TV network where, you know, you guys, know it better than I do. It's like, you have people who want to give notes and give you thoughts on like what the show should be or shouldn't be. Right. And that was always kind of a challenge in the TV world. Cause a lot of these television executives just didn't really understand the gaming space. And they, they knew there was something there and they wanted to support it, but you know, they have to give their point of view. And what's great about game awards. I just kind of make the show I want to make now. And it's like, you know, we like, if I want to go do something with the Muppets, I'm like, cool, let's go do it. And I don't have yeah. to sell it to anyone or, and you know, it's like, that yeah, like, Hey, Bill, if you're in, let's go.
0: Well, but that was what was so cool is that so I, you know, so you're already doing this for four years or whatever. And I never heard of it. I never watched it. Right. And to go there and to experience that audience there and how excited they are and to think about how many millions of people are watching this is is just I couldn't I had no clue. I had no idea. (laughs) Most people don't. It's like, no, but they 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 do. I think right. I mean, how many people did you have watching this last? Yeah, we had almost
2: like fifty million people globally. And the thing that has also been blowing me away is just how global it is, right? Like in China and in yeah. India and all these places around the world, they're they're watching it. And you know, I used to be a television producer, and you think about your domestic TV rating, and that's what everything's based. Yeah. On. It's like how many houses in America are watching it now. It's like. I'm thinking about the people in India and China and Vietnam and they all watch it and they love it and they talk online. It's just, it's so global now. Yeah. That's the thing that's really amazed me is, you know, the energy of 7,000 people in the audience and also like real fans, right? Like what's cool yes. about our show is that it's not just industry folks. It's like the fans and the audience and, you know, Bill, when you're there, there's like a real energy to the oh, room, man. which it's you don't amazing. get at some of these other award shows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been an amazing uh, experience for me and, you know, to hear someone like you that I have tremendous respect for say, you know, and even like the first year we did a bunch of stuff with Muppets, I mean, everyone's walking around. So I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like we want to keep doing it. This is fun. And it's like, that's, you know, we, I, I said for years, it's like, I don't understand why the Muppets aren't hosting the Oscars or something. And it's like, well, you know, we're doing yeah. these things and it's just like,
0: it's you know, so great. I have to tell you what I admire about you is that, and I think a lot of people strive for this, but I think when, You can pursue something that you love. You clearly love this industry since you were a young guy. And the fact that you're doing something and that's affecting so many people but that you love, you know, it's in you. This is something you admire yourself and you love. That's what makes it so good and why it comes across, I think, so well is because you're the guy behind it
2: that loves it. Right. Um, that makes a big difference. I think like, I mean, I appreciate that. And I, I think you're right that there's a sense of authorship that I, it's kind of, you know, my voice, I'm curating the show I'm producing it, I'm hosting it. And, and often with some of these award shows, it's like, it's often so done by committee. Right. And there's so many people yep. that have to figure things out and it's like, yeah, it's, it's different. Right. Um, and I, I, I think, yeah, I, you've identified something I think is unique about our show and why it potentially works for this audience versus you know, some of these other shows where it's, you know, there's such a format to it. And like the Oscars, it's so hard to change anything about it, right? Because there's so much history of how they've done things and so like many people know, with opinions, yeah. how it's done. And like, you know, it's like the Muppets should host the Oscars, but it's like there got to be 14 people that all agree to that. And it's like, <laughs> for me, I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's do something fun you know (laughs) last year, even it was just like, oh, cool, like let's do something with Bunsen and Beaker. And then you got involved, and oh let's add, you know, let's add this goose. And then you were like, you you were,
0: you know. (laughs) Oh, that's can I do it here? I forgot. I I have to tell you, like, we've been talking about like we talked about that game today and that meeting I had. I completely you just remind me, I completely forgot that. I did the goose, like there was a puppet goose. I was just thinking about the video game portion of it. And yeah. I honestly didn't you just <laughs> seriously, I that's how bad my mind is. That was the I highlight. I forgot that we added the goose in there. Yeah. And 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 it was, it was just out because you got you were so easy to work with and so collaborative, yeah, that we got to do that,
2: you know. Oh, and that piece, like again, you know, the Remember last year, the LA Times headline was sort of like the show was great, but everyone wants you know, uh, you know, oh beat your title goose game, and it was just like became oh this God. phenomenon. And we had done a fun thing with you the year before with with Pepe and and, and Ninja, Ninja, which Ninja. I was right. like, that was another one where I was like, let's do something fun with you know the Muppets, and I had just seen the amazing Hollywood Bowl show uh, oh, right. on that year, and I was and like, I didn't I, know Ninja, I don't no. know
0: who Ninja was, but I was I'm like, you no, know,
2: I, I said the Ninja, he was the biggest thing on the internet, and. And Jackson just, was like, ninja? Yeah, I know what he did is he did the thing where he played like Fortnite with Drake and everyone was like, you know, he's the, you know, he's on Ellen doing all this stuff. And I remember saying to him, it's like, hey, what if he did something with the Muppets? He's like, oh, I'm totally in. It sounds amazing. And yeah. then we talked to you guys about it. And that all came together with, with Pepe as a, uh, uh, you know, just a, a presenter moment. Right. And then last year I was like, ah, oh, let's, we got it. You know, it's, I love the Muppets so much. We've got to do something. And then I was like, ah, oh, let's do something with like, you know, Bunsen and Beaker uh and maybe with this untitled goose game which is this kind of indie <laughs> game which was a phenomenon last year where you're a goose walking around annoying people uh and yeah that was really fun to see how that evolved because we were like maybe there's something here and then you got involved and we were like maybe we do something with a goose and there was the the uh, creature shop i think there was like a, a mother goose from some other yeah room. they pulled the goose Back out the of the day bed. and you're like, we can. Yeah figure this out and make it a goose. And then, yeah, we were like, what do we do? And I think you came in and said, hey, maybe I can, I'll play the goose. And like that whole, if you go back and watch that clip, it's just so fun with the choreography of all the moments. And, you know, right. people don't realize there were, what, six or seven of you guys all below right. there. So you know, I you know. swear
0: I forgot about the, I, I swear the goose, oh, was a, a, I m- the goose was a puppet. Completely. It was
2: amazing. Yeah. And it was just like, it's so fun. And and that's where I, I my hat is off to you from a performance perspective because just the, the timing of that and the coordination just the you know the looks of the, the Muppets at each other like it's just it's so fun to watch and it's one of my favorite moments from the show last year because oh, it really cool. was like a bit that just like was was incredible and then it went so viral afterwards
0: everyone right. went for it. And you know your crew too we should just mention I mean your crew yeah. was really great they were I mean I, I remember the coordination that had to happen and how quickly and that's how award shows are, but you really have a great team. However, whoever you pulled together, these people, like, we have, uh,
2: I like, you know, the best people in the business that, you know, have produced, you know, worked on the Oscars and all these other shows. And that's why like we work with the, you know, the most amazing right. folks in the world to bring that show to life. And it's, yeah. it's a huge honor for me. You nailed it. It's like, I feel like I've never really worked a day in my life. Like, I'm just so honored to get to do this and then, you know, get yeah. to do fun things like work with you guys and and come up with these ideas and actually make them happen. Um, right. it's, it's like, I'm in the chocolate factory, just like constantly amazed that I get to do this. And it's yeah. like, even this year, it's like, we're, yeah, we you know, we don't want to say too much, but we're already working on like something fun this year. And I think, you know, people also don't realize that, you know, we, it takes months and months to pull these things together. I think that's one of the reasons I think, you know, yeah. we enjoy what we're doing is like, you know, we spend all year thinking about this and sometimes these shows get kind of crashed together in like the final couple days and like, let's just figure it out. And you know, yeah. like this, it's like, we've, the thing we're doing this year, like we've been working on for a long time. So um, right. yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> hopefully it all happens. Who knows? This yeah, let's year.
0: not say anything yet, but you know, we have a couple, um, we have a little surprise for you actually that okay. we thought we, we might, if, if, you like surprises?
2: I, I'm I'm down for a Beretta surprise. Yeah, let's do it. We have a couple. You're gonna get a two. double dose of Beretta surprise.
0: It's a double dose. Of- oh,
2: okay. Hello, what's up, Jackson? Hey. What are you doing. It's Jackson and Ben. Hey, yo. Hey, thanks Hi. for booking me on the show, Jackson. Yo. <laughs> oh, look at you guys. You got you got your Fortnite up there, Ben. Yeah. Just got it. Look at him. All He's right. all gamered up. That. Is that a that's. Who's a Spider Man? Who you got back there? Um, it's it's a superhero skin that came out yeah. like
3: four days ago.
2: Nice, yeah. Well, we're we're in the middle of the the Marvel season now for uh, for all things uh, Fortnite. So I yeah. love it. You guys got the official headsets, so we know you're true gamers. <laughs> yeah,
3: And yeah, My favorite emote came out. Uh, I think like ten minutes ago. Oh, so I got what, it. What is it?
2: Out West. All right. I got to check that one out. Game. Yeah. They have, I mean, you know, Fortnite, they're just like constantly updating with new stuff uh, all the time. So it's, uh, yeah, that game. I, I remember well, you, I remember Jackson, you came down, I like, think the Fortnite Brilliant, World yeah. Yeah. Championships. I remember you and Bill came down one year, a couple years ago at E3 when oh it was a game. Are you getting
0: yeah. at the Coliseum? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Jackson, you remember that?
3: Yeah, of course. I was like, what you didn't you weren't gonna tell them about that? You were gonna say it to the beautiful people watching, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people who know this world know what that is, or or don't or do know what that is, but maybe we could yeah. just talk about maybe you could explain,
2: Jeff, what that that was. Yeah, oh, so huge. you know, Fortnite has become a massive phenomenon over the past couple of years and i think everyone probably knows what that is but they they did this thing uh i guess it was two two years ago i think which was the first kind of world championships of fortnite and you know people play the game competitively because they're so good at they spend so much time on it and at la coliseum they had uh what was kind of a pro-am which was this idea of taking you know, big names in the entertainment world and popular players and kind of having them face off against each other. And it was done, like you said, on a grand scale, outside with thousands yeah. of people and streamed around the world. So it was, yeah, during E3, which is this big uh, convention uh, in the summer in LA that I've been going to for for 20 years. And yeah, that, that year they were doing it. And I remember, yeah, you and Jackson were like, hey, we want to come check it out? So I'm like, I think I was I wasn't even there. I was like doing something else no, at E3. Hooked we you, so you guys amazing. up. And you hooked us up. And and we went was, to like the
0: cool little. There was like the, the hospitality area. We were up yeah, there. And we yeah, I, I think
3: I, I think I recall it like exactly how we how we did. So I was in a cosplay uh, of a character from Mega Man, and I oh, was wow. like, like and, and I was just walking around, and people were like, "Oh man, it's so great!" Man.
2: Multiple parts to that E3 thing, which takes over LA, and yeah, the the Fortnite thing was. Such a crazy phenomenon, and then last year they did it in New York at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and they had you know there's this young kid Booga, who was I think he's like 15 now or something like that. He won you know the the world champion of this game, and yeah, the whole world of esports has become something that's really evolved. Uh, that is you know competitive play around these games where people make you know millions of dollars playing these games professionally, and that's something that has evolved over the past, yeah, probably By five way, years.
1: By the way, there's I, I'm in, Ben and I are in Philadelphia, and uh, there's that Fusion Arena that's, yes. I guess, on hold now that they're building, which, is that the first arena stadium? Yeah, that'll be the first
2: arena, yeah, because it's like Comcast, um, the son of uh, the CEO of Comcast owns a team there, Fusion, yeah, they're going to build that arena, and they're, they're actually bringing back the G4 TV network, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Philly and Comcast is really invested in a big way. Um, in esports and yeah I think they had actually the finals of Overwatch I think last year were in Philadelphia I think and they okay. did like a big Overwatch finals and yeah the like esports now they take over like Olympic stadiums in Japan, in uh, China and even here in the States like you know Madison Square Garden Staples Center like they you know it's it's like 20-30,000 fans get together to watch people play yeah. computer and games and this arena is well, specifically
1: out. for that
2: yeah. Yeah. No, that's like the future is, and again, it's, it's sort of like when you came to the game where it's built, it's like people go oh, to these events like, wait, there are 20,000 people here at Madison square garden, like watching people play games. And yeah, it's, you know, at Jackson and Ben, I'll tell you, it's like part of the, the power of this community is that like, we love to love to get together and gather and appreciate the skill of how people play it's these one, games. It's, it's one big family. It's one big family. <laughs> that's true. I was
0: like watching all these people watching this podium of people playing, and behind them was the big screen, and it was like some celebrity <laughs> with you know marshmallow head, and they were playing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, oh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's funny. People will gather, he said, just to watch a screen, and that's why you yeah. know here, and cheering and thing. could they were
0: like yeah when the person would you know and and it would whittle down. <laughs> it was gonna win it was so much fun yeah, it was really great. no this
2: is the new the new sport uh is gaming and it's you know to your point gene like there's really competitive stuff where people are so skilled and there's other games where it's just fun to go on and you know play fortnite with your friends right that's great at fortnite you can do stuff that's really skill-based or you can just go in and have fun or you know even now people have probably seen this year like they've done concerts in fortnite i did a thing with uh Chris Nolan and John David Washington where we like showed a trailer for Tenet in Fortnite and it's becoming this this idea of the metaverse is this new concept where you know everyone's going to gather digitally inside of these game worlds and it's kind of like the next phase of the internet is going to be like these sort of virtual gathering places um the new coaches
1: they're going to have them be Doing push-ups with their thumbs, <laughs> getting them in
0: shape and strengthening. Yeah. So these these two dudes have some questions. Actually, we did bring them oh, wow. up. Okay. They did want to ask you some questions. If that's okay. okay. Yeah. So maybe
3: Ben, do you want to start? Oh well, uh, you actually uh, okay. we actually uh, agreed that uh, that I would actually start first because oh. you answered yeah. his question.
0: Oh right. Okay. Very
2: good. I'm what
3: in. Thank you guys. Let's do it. it together.
2: Fire so- away, Jackson. I bet it's going to be a good one. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, it's kind of basic to me, but when did you first meet Phil Spencer and Reggie fils
2: Great question. Um, Reggie I met for the first time in 2000 and I want to say four or five when he first joined Nintendo. Uh, And I remember actually I had a lunch with him in Santa Monica. He flew down to meet me and he was – he was joining Nintendo when they weren't in great shape. And yeah, we just became really good friends over the years. Um, he's such a personality. And I was just talking to him this past weekend. So we're, we're very good personal friends as well. Um, that started as kind of a business relationship, yeah, probably 15 years ago. And Phil Spencer, I actually don't remember the first time that I mean, I've known him for a couple of decades. But yeah, he was uh, he was a, just a you know, kind of in the ranks at Microsoft. I mean, he's been at Microsoft for almost his whole career, I think i just met him at some point he was a producer on a game or something and he's one of those guys that has just like slowly risen through the ranks and now is the head of xbox and that's what's been amazing for me is that it's all the same people i've known for like 20 or 25 years and it just reminds me that you know you always want to be gracious and good to everyone you meet because you never know you know where they're gonna go or what you know what's gonna happen and and that's you sure. know one of the things to me it's like this like these guys he, he wasn't Reggie. We know now when I met him 25 years ago, he was just, you know, the new president of Nintendo, um, who was trying to understand this industry. And yeah, so it's, it's a good question, but yeah, it's, it's funny that, you know, the, the games and the people that are making games today, it's sort of the same people that have always been doing it. It's just on like a grander scale.
1: Hmm. Very nice. Benjamin. What, uh, what was got?
2: the first uh, video game that you ever played? Uh, if you can remember. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the well, the first thing I remember playing was kind of a half video game, but it was also like more of an a, uh, a educational thing because I, you meant I mentioned that there were uh, uh, computer lessons that my parents took me to when I was young, and it was like uh, it, it was like this this gig, thing called Turtle Tracks, and it was this thing where you basically would uh, you, there would be like this little square or a triangle. And you would basically like tell it how to move and you'd learn kind of how to program the game, but you'd have to like, it'd be like a maze. You'd have to basically like take this sort of like uh triangle through. And that was what I, I was sort of a game. It was really more of like a piece of software that you learned to manipulate, but I did that. And there were some, uh, I think I learned how to like read and type in sort of a gamified way. Right. Where there are these like, you know, typing tutor things. So that was that. And then after that, the first kind of more traditional game I remember was were probably games that I played on my, the computer in our family living room, my brother and I. And those were probably some of those early adventure games that I mentioned, like an early King's Quest or something like that from Sierra were probably the, the games that I, I remember. But I don't know exactly the, like the first official game I played, but I was, they were always around me. And of course, I had like Nintendo and Sega Genesis and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it wasn't Pong? No, no, you know,
0: I
3: never like. Did you play played. asteroids? All that
2: Atari stuff—that's what I mean. Like I never like ColecoVision, Atari. I played them, but I don't really remember that. And like you know, also I played a lot of arcade games when I was a kid because that was a thing where you, you know go to like the pizza parlor and there'd be you know he said like yeah, you know, Dragon Kong, Slayer, Pac Man, Dragon Slayer, Yeah, a Terminator Two. I remember playing the light gun game, and I was like you know in daytona usa and all that kind of stuff but yeah it was really like the early computer games is what really i think got me hooked on it yeah.
3: very cool yeah, so, I, I, I freaked out at daytona usa because i love that game it's one of my oh, favorite it's so
2: fun and i used to go to the arcades and you know you'd sit down with the steering wheel and yeah. it was like so much fun Yeah, um, exactly no it was like such a great game and i miss arcades right like we're in i mean this year especially we're all at home, but I mean, there was just yeah, right. about
0: yeah. all those
2: laser disc games and all the like, you know, just the I used to I remember when I would go to Disney. It would be like these massive arcades. And I'd be like, this is heaven for me. More video games and, you know, get my twenty dollars a quarters and keep playing.
0: You mean you mean
2: like ski ball? You know, yeah, the kind of <laughs> ski ball, ski ball game and I, I still play ball. I ski ball. But yeah, those like I miss. <laughs> you know, the Dave and Buster's and all these arcades and just, that right. was the fun of, you know, used to be the arcade games were so much better than what you would get at home. So you'd right. have to go to the arcade to get these amazing. Oh, that's, right. Now, that's right. Get them at home. It's just like as good or better.
1: Yeah.
3: Right.
2: Hey
1: guys, why don't you, just cause of time, why don't you each pick one more question
3: for, for Jeff? What's a favorite? Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, where, uh, do you have an idea for how the game awards are going to play out this year? I mean, it will uh, like within, like, for example, like an intent director, you're going to do something similar to that, or are you going to be wow. like at the Microsoft theater, like, like, but with like no audience. So that's just going to be people presenting. You, on the you stage, good so crunch, you're,
2: you're looking for the scoop. I I'm like looking it. for the scoop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, um, we're having to reinvent things a little bit this year in terms of how we approach it, we're not going to have obviously a big live audience uh, physically, but the thing is now with everyone like on Twitch and YouTube and people co-streaming and like, look, I mean, you guys are making a show virtually now. I've been doing the same thing. Like,
1: Oh, we're not we're- recording.
2: <laughs> this is, this is just <laughs> family time, right? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the red lights not on. Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah. We're not recording uh, it put
0: this out there we just wanted to see how you were doing i was gonna yeah. say it's the only way to get your time
2: <laughs> I just for family time uh yeah we're so it's a great question jackson we've been kind of trying to figure it out this year we're not gonna have a live audience but we are gonna definitely do the show it's gonna be live we did a thing a couple weeks ago uh in a studio in in glendale um that was for this other game show called gamescom which is a big european show uh so that was kind of a test for us of, like, can we do stuff live in a safe way uh, with COVID? But, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do it. We're not going to have a live audience, but we're still going to have game announcements. We're still going to have awards. We're still going to have music. Um, Bill may or may not be involved. We, you know, it's like there's, there's lots. Of, we're definitely it's it's a huge opportunity for us because games have had such an amazing year. Uh, and I think they've you know been more important to people than ever before. So this year, I think, is incredibly important that we do the show. And I, I called all the gaming companies. I called Phil Spencer and all these guys and said, "Hey, is it right to do the show this year? Like, does it feel right? Should we delay it?" And and everyone unanimously was like, "No, like this is really important that you know we do game awards in December and this industry's had you know it's a big year. There's a a new Xbox coming out, a new PlayStation. I think a lot about like the right." tone of how we present the show and what the, you know, the right feeling is um, this year around the show. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, But yeah, hundred percent, it's happening in December. Um, And, you know, next year we'll probably go right back to, you know, the way we used to do it at the Microsoft theater with all the fans, I hope. Um, But this year, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a little different. So uh, it's, it's probably the hardest year for us in many ways too, because we have to like reinvent the way we do everything. And normally we're like, you said, we know we're at the theater. We're just picking, you know, Who's our presenter going to be? Who's our musical artist? And this year it's like, well, how are we going to film that stuff? How are we going to, you know, do yeah. something, to keep everyone safe? Um, and that's, you know, it's a big, it's a big challenge. So yeah, it's a good question. It's definitely what I, what I think about all day right now. You,
0: you know, it's interesting. Uh, sorry, Ben, just real quick. You know, what's interesting is you watch like these competition shows, right? America's uh, yeah. American Idol. And, and the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I love that, but you know, they're doing these huge walls, Of audience on video screens. There's something really cool about that. Not that, you know, maybe you want to copy that idea, but there's something interesting about, you know, can you put like big video screens in the audience in the theater? Yeah.
2: You know, like if you. No, we think that's. Like kind of cool. One of the best parts of their show, always on Twitch, is like these react videos where people will be like watching the show from home and they'll like freak out when we announce the new Xbox, right? And you can look at all these oh. reels, like yeah, going <laughs> exactly. Like, <that's- laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <audition> oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> exactly. So there's You're your live mean. audience. You guys are hired. I think this was an audition <laughs> to get you in the virtual audience. But yeah, that's the same right. thing. We like we look at that natural energy, and I'm like, how do I capture that? And contain that in the show and it's also global right because you know jackson's doing that in la but there are people in brazil and in china and in europe doing that as well so how do we kind of take that idea of like a global audience and bring it together so you're right it's just us reinventing but i think all the ingredients are there for us to still do the show um, and do it virtually and all the stuff we've been doing this year like the audiences have been bigger than ever before. Like I did a thing this summer where I interviewed Miss Piggy. It was over like a zoom call. Oh, right.
0: right.
2: That kind of, you, you know, you know that you did that stuff, Bill. It's like, it's like all, you know, it's like everyone's kind of finding new ways to do things, but yeah, the, uh, that was a pretty good react Jackson. I think we may have to, uh, (laughs) we be hired for December. Ben,
0: right.
3: Benjamin, final
0: question.
3: Oh, what does it take uh, to
2: become? um, a famous Twitch streamer. And do you want to play sometime? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are we going to play? Fortnite? All right. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. We can, we can exchange, we can uh, become <laughs> Epic friends. Uh, yeah. Like it's an interesting question about being a famous Twitch streamer and I'm certainly not one of those, right? Like I, you know, I grew up more as like a traditional journalist. Um, the thing with Twitch and YouTube and the streaming culture, it's so hard. Cause I mean, there's so many people streaming, right. And it's kind of like, What makes you a popular actor or celebrity? It's just like, there's just a magic, I think, to certain people that just connect with an audience. And, you know, it's a lot of hard work. That's what I will say is the people that stream, even at the top levels of like a Ninja or a Courage or a Shroud. I mean, those guys are streaming all the time. And that's, it's really hard because you're live for like, you know, sometimes like 16 hours a day. I always like when I, whenever I contact Ninja, I'm always like, oh, should I text them? And i'm like let me check if he's streaming and it's like he's always streaming and eventually i'm like i'm just gonna text him and you see him like actually reply like on the screen <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no time for them to do anything else because they're wow. so busy so i will say like it's it's a really challenging career And i know people think you know it's like oh they just sit around and play video games all day and you know make all this money but it's really hard to like we all know like when we're doing these zoom calls all day and everything like eventually it really kind of like grinds on you need to take a oh, break yeah. Yeah, because it's so virtual, and these guys. So it's so Ben. It's a great question. I think it's it's a time commitment, and that's also a little bit. It is the personality, right? Of like you know how you insert yourself into this, and you know some people are just naturally better at that, or funnier, or you know um really good. That's the other thing. Some streamers are just like incredibly good players, right? And they have like incredible skill. Like people watch Booga because he's so good at Fortnite, and you want to learn how to get better. So there's no rhyme or reason i think to like some of these people popping but um it's i i think you know my advice to people would be find something unique about how you're going to stream and if you're just going to like sit there and just play games by yourself you know just like you know i'm normally playing the game by myself and i'm going to stream it you got to think of it as a show right and like a personality and like sort of what's your shtick and you know how are you unique or different than other people and um yeah it's 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 hard but i think it's it's very democratic in that anyone can kind of just start streaming and like, you know, hopefully you find an audience and you also don't have to be the biggest streamer in the world to be successful on Twitch. Like I think there are a lot of people that can stream to a couple hundred or a couple thousand people and that's, that can be really good too. So are you, do you stream Ben? Yeah, I stream. What's your, what's your te- What's your uh, username? Haha, ha. See dad. I knew it. Um, my,
3: my, my Twitch He's is, been asking uh...
2: if you can do this. <laughs>
3: Uh, it's it's a hyper uh, underscore storm ttv that's what it hyper is. hyper
2: underscore storm ttv yeah okay i'm gonna have to go check you out tonight wow what's your yeah.
3: idea i don't stream uh but i do play with friends a lot i feel like i should stream because like you know i, I got because I, i'm always like making up jokes with my friends and like riffing with them so like if i could just like record like some of the stuff we say then like we would be i feel like we'd be hits honestly hey uh, that's the
2: great thing about streaming now it's like you can just like the technology how it's improved like the fact that we're doing this you know all of us connected here talking live just from like our Uh, browsers like it's just like i'm amazed because i come out you know like you guys come out of the tv world and it used to be like so challenging to like make television um, with all these people needed. And now it's like, look, you know, same thing with like Fallon or all these, it's just like, it all just like happens magically. And I'm amazed, like, that the internet and technology has allowed us to have like a five way conversation from all these different places, you know, by ourselves. And it's just yeah. like, it blows me away how cool it is. And same thing to streaming. You can just like click a button now, and you're streaming your game.
3: Well, all right, boys. Oh, But I, I just, please, one more question. Oh. I have oh. one more question. What is Let's it? Let's do it, Chad. So where did the nickname Dorito Pope come
2: from? Do people still call you that? Yeah, no, it's still over that. So that, (laughs) um, um, there was a promotion I did many, many years ago. It's probably 10 years ago now for halo. That was, uh, it was like a tie in with Doritos and Mountain Dew. And I had to do these interviews where there was like a bag of Doritos and a bunch of Mountain Dews around me. Um, and people took sort of exception to the fact that Doritos and Mountain Dew were involved in these games. And I think like it's, you know, those are two brands that kind of like reinforce stereotypes of, you know, gamers being, Uh, you know, people that drink Mountain Dew and eat Doritos. And maybe that's actually, you know, maybe it's true, but it doesn't necessarily doesn't elevate the industry. Shall we say sometimes to sort of uh, talk about that stuff. So yeah, I did this promotion and then afterwards people just, Started to call me like, yeah, you know, Doritos Pope, and it was—I like, don't know why—but sort of idea that I was like, someone did like a, yeah, you know, like a papal
3: sort of like Dorito that they. Put on like yeah, that. I've seen an image where it's like you, but with like the, it's like the Pope's like hat, but it's like a Dorito chip. And it's like, and there's like a hymn exactly. right next to it with like gamer fuel references, and
2: yep So that was, and that was. Look, I. I think because I came out of my roots as a journalist, there was a sense of like, I shouldn't be, you know, associating with other brands. And it's interesting now, like esports players and streamers, people have no problems with them doing all these endorsement deals, but yeah. And it was, yes, believe me. I, I, uh, it's one of those (laughs) moments that you just sort of like lives with you. And if you, if you search my name, you'll find some type of Doritos image. And yeah, it was was over the top. I did, I was like sitting there and there was like, Doritos and Mountain Dew around me, so I totally get why people did it. And that, those things you All just right. kind of have to like own. One year at the Game Awards, Doritos yeah. actually asked if I would dress up. Okay. As the I was
3: gonna, I was gonna ask oh. you, have you ever, have you ever considered like dressing up as Dorito Pope and like owning it? Money like, <laughs> would have to be very big, jackson <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, junior hosts. Yeah, no, I just say
2: right. these guys are pretty good. It's
0: like, really <laughs> yeah, these are all their questions too. So this may this may be a
2: spin-off off. show. So sorry, of <laughs> This may be the uh, the Jackson and Ben show. We'll they uh, can do their streaming show. I'll the Junior Beretta Brothers.
1: Yeah, get, uh, the Beretta Brothers, Brothers Gaming Junior comes. Yeah, yeah Beretta Brothers Gaming. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that was a fun thank guys.
2: You. Uh, thank you for having me on, and yeah, hopefully we'll. uh, you're invited to the game awards uh, whenever we can have an audience again. But yeah, this year join us virtually and uh, yeah, it's I, again. I'm I've had so much fun doing what I'm doing and the fact that I like cross over and now get to like, you know, work and know gene and bill and all like, it's just been again, a dream wow. of mine. And then thank you, uh, you know, bill for all you've done over the years to kind of support our stuff. And, you know, I, I, I don't think people know how much behind the scenes you've been involved in like these amazing Muppet moments that we've done. So um, thank oh, you well, from the bottom I, of my heart for bringing joy to everyone in a year where I think we need that more than ever. Um, it's it's well, really a, put a smile I, on everyone's face.
0: And you know, what? I, and I, I mean this too, thank you for creating such an amazing platform to keep all of this stuff alive because people just love this industry and you are a big, big part of it. And to come on and talk to us, Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, You you didn't have to do this. You're a busy
2: guy, but thanks so much. It's an honor. Uh, Ben, Jackson, Gene, Bill. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you soon.
1: I think we have some future hosts in the family.
0: Yes, (laughs) they were great. He loved their questions. They were really good. (laughs) Yeah, and Jeff was great, right? I mean, what an easy guy to talk to. Yeah, I really
1: enjoyed meeting him, and I know so little about this world, and it was so easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he, talk about that world, he, it's like a lesson, a life lesson. He followed something that he loved as a kid and took it upon himself to just go out, go for it, and look what he turned it into. I mean, he's taken his passion the thing that he loved in life and made a career out of it, and that's what it's all about, right? The balance of your life and your career and (laughs) being happy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Awesome.
1: Thanks for listening. We're a podcast and a podcast. You can listen or watch the episode.
0: Just go to the berettabrothers.com. That's b a r r e t t a brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. <laughs>